Welcome to the Breaking Wax Podcast. All right, welcome back. This is episode 42 of the Breaking Wax Podcast. It's been about a month since I put any content out, and for good reason. Um, I really don't like this camera at all, actually. Um, well, I guess if it's just me talking, it's a vlog, right? Um, it. So, new things, some changes, um, some stuff going on that we're going to talk about and not talk about. Mm. Eh, we'll talk about it because it's just me. I tried this before. This is not the easiest thing to do. Um, record by myself with no guest. But I feel like I at least owe it to the people that do listen, um, all four of you, uh, to give you an update and explain what's going on. So last month, um, December 2022, I was sent to the Philippines for work. So I'm in the Philippines. Um, I didn't want to record, give an update, or do anything because uh, I was moving here. My family's moving somewhere else. And, uh, yeah, that's all. So, you know, some stuff you want to keep private and share when the time is right. And I think now the time is right, so we're sharing. Um, so that's one big update. I don't think I'm going to put this recording on YouTube. So I'm going to take some notes while I talk. Um about some things that I want to talk about, uh, like for instance, the hobby. I know my buddy Justin Cedar Hollow Cards hates it when people refers to card collecting as the hobby, but it is what it is. It's the hobby. So I'm gonna talk about the hobby, um, the state of the hobby. So like state of the hobby address. Um, I want to talk about sports, fantasy sports, um, basketball, NBA, football, right? we got some good football going on right now. It's that time of the year where college football playoffs are winding down. Championships is going to happen. Fantasy football is winding down. Um, and the NFL schedule is, um, and the playoffs are shaping up. So we kind of know who's going to be where and who's going where. So that's awesome. Um, the NBA season is underway. LeBron is 455 years old and scoring 40 points a game. Not quite that much, but you know what I mean? Um, he's balling. He did score 40 something, 46, 47 on his birthday. Um, sports are 13 hours ahead here. So, for me to watch Sunday football, so the 1 o'clock games, I have to wake up Monday morning at 2 a.m. to watch those games. And I have been following pretty closely because my Jags are doing great. The Raiders are going to do what the Raiders do. Um, what else do we want to talk about? Let's see. So with the hobby, state of the hobby, sports, NBA, football, fantasy sports. Um, what else? What else? What else? What else? Let me see here. Um, social media, I guess we could talk about a little bit. Um, we talk about 
you know, there's always, it feels like there's always big things happening. The biggest thing this week in the NFL, right? It's sports related, but it's not a sports story. And that's DeMar Hamlin's status and what happened to him. So I guess I'll start there. Um, so Tuesday morning, um, I get to work. Mm-hmm. And I just found out the week prior that we have cable TV. So we have like a conference room. So I have like my work space and then there's a conference room. And in that conference room, there's a TV. I didn't think much about it, but the Friday before, um, so this is the Friday, is that New Year's Eve? What's today's date? I guess so, right? So like New Year's weekend. Walk by this conference room, a couple guys are standing around watching a bowl game. And I'm like, hey, there's cable on those TVs? And they're like, yeah, every single television has cable, which I thought was remarkable, seeing how my hotel room has only local channels, no ESPN. Um, so that's one thing I've learned here is that for me to watch like Hulu, YouTube TV, Apple TV, um, any streaming service, mm-hmm. I had to get a VPN and I'm not the most computer savvy person. So somebody had to explain to me what VPN, how to use it, but I'm good now. So I've been watching football and doing those things anyways. So there's cable and uh, my buddy, I'm like, Hey, listen, Tuesday, we're going to go in. It's a light work day. And we'll put the, uh, the Monday night game on, which is the bills and the Bengals in the conference room and keep the volume low. So when people walk by, they're not distracted or people who are in surrounding offices aren't distracted by it. But if you get a break, um, let's watch some football or maybe, you know, maybe we can catch like a late breakfast, coffee break, early lunch type deal. We'll watch football. So we got busy. I turned it on and kind of forgot about it. Um, I go to the TV and they're clearing the stadium out and it just says the game's postponed, you know, and. I've been here a month and this was going to be like really one of the times I didn't have to wake up at two and I was kind of excited to just watch some football and, uh, and I'm like, what the hell's going on? Like what they're postponing the game for what? And then immediately my phone just starts blowing up with these notifications about how a player collapsed and they had to administer CPR multiple times on the field um, and you know, and I, I played sports my whole life. I still play sports. You see injuries, um, you see neck injuries, you see people get hurt in football all the time. And this was just different. Um, and this was really bad. So we finally saw a replay of what happened to Hamlin and, uh, you know, he makes the hit, which he kind of. He makes a hit, but he doesn't. Um, I would say that he took like the brunt of that impact from what I saw. He gets up and then immediately falls. And I'm not a doctor. I'm not a medical expert. But Keontae Johnson from the Florida Gators two years ago, almost three, against Florida State, had a huge dunk. They went into a timeout. They come out of the timeout, and Keontae's walking uh, – over half court and some, you know, it was very similar, eerily similar where he, his, his body, his feet collapsed underneath him and Keontae fell face first on the court. Like, um, and what made his so bad similar to Hamlin's was that he, you know, he was out. He didn't um, use his hands to stop or break his fall. And uh, 
So when I saw Hamlin's injury, I, I immediately thought of that. And they never came out and said what Keontae, the cause of it was. Everyone just assumes or speculates it was a heart condition. And just Hamlin's, the way his went down, that's my immediate thought was he had a heart attack or maybe there's some uh, other contributing, like I said, I'm not a doctor, contributing factors to the heart attack um, or the cardiac arrest. You know, I don't know if he has a hole in his heart, um, he has a leaky valve, you know, whatever it may be. But, uh, you know, and, and they're talking about the game was postponed. And all I could think to myself was like, there's no way this game is postponed. Like those guys just saw a teammate essentially die, right? Uh, get resuscitated, resuscitated multiple times. You know, that's a traumatic event and something you never forget. Um, I've had to give CPR to someone. I've had to give rescue breaths to someone. I've seen it given to people. Um, and it's a... Uh, it's a traumatic experience for everyone involved, let alone the one person that it's happening to. Um, so for me, I think, you know, I just, I relate to everybody else in the sports world where we're in just not even sports world life in general, where like you believe what you want to believe. I'm, I'm praying for him and his family. I hope uh, he has a full recovery and pulls through and that just like Keontae Johnson, even though it's two years later, he is Keontae Johnson transferred to Kansas State. I think he's the leading scorer. And the last time I checked, they've lost one game this year and he's contributing to that program. So I wish he was still a Gator, but I'm very happy for him, proud for him. Um, that number one, he's alive and made a recovery. And I hope the same for him in situation that he makes a full recovery and someday he gets to do what he loves to do. Um, when things like this happen, like you can always, uh, there's always people that are negative or say shitty things about stuff. But I, I think that the fact that his GoFundMe went from 2,600 to like millions of dollars, I want to say it's gotta be over $10 million by now. Um, that's amazing to just see people pull together. Um, Uh, it sucks that it takes something like this for people to pull together. But like I said, um, I hope he has a full recovery and he gets to play football again someday. Um, and and I will definitely be keeping him and his family uh, in my prayers. I don't <clears throat> I don't know what they're gonna do though. Like I don't see how they could make up that game or why they would. And I and I personally haven't read into it or looked into it too much. I don't know if. Uh, it changes the playoff implications if they call it a tie or if they just don't play the game, you know, that's for the NFL to decide. And that, and that's the shitty part about professional sports is that as much as we love sports and we love the competition and seeing these guys compete and hoping your favorite team wins a championship or just wins period in my case, like the Jags, um, it's a business and, uh, and I think that's where the controversy comes with some of this stuff and the things you saw over the last few days in regards to how people reacted to what happened, what they said to what happened, and, uh, you know, even just sharing your thoughts and opinions. And if it's anything other than 
the game should not have been played and that we're hoping the best for him, I think you're wrong, right? I think those are the right things. Um, and yeah, and that's, those are the right things, period. And um, there's nothing you could say to argue that, but the NFL will have to make a decision on what to do with that game in particular moving forward. And we're already, I mean, <clears throat> if you're in the Philippines, like I am, it's already Friday. So, um, and I haven't seen a word yet. Um, yeah. So, I mean, sorry, I didn't know I was going to start the podcast on a, on a heavy, um, hard to talk about subject, but that is the big thing that happened this week. Um, over the last month, let's see what else has been going on. Um, the Lakers still suck. Um, I'm, I'm not a Lakers fan. I'm a LeBron fan. Um, so he, yeah, I don't know if they just, they, I feel like they just have the wrong pieces around LeBron completely. And there's really no saving that train, I guess. Um, LeBron is going to go down as the, league's all-time leading scorer with all the other accolades, uh, records, and things that he owns. So we'll see in a couple of years where he ends up on everyone's uh, list of greatest NBA basketball players. Uh, if we're talking about just basketball alone, I don't really see how you can argue that. I hate it when you're talking about him being the best player and people want to bring politics into it, his opinions, his ideas. Listen, I we're talking about basketball from a pure basketball standpoint. Um, it's kind of argue that he's anything but the greatest basketball player of all time. Um, with that being said, though, great segue is that the last. So LeBron put up phenomenal numbers as a rookie. The only rookie since LeBron has put up those phenomenal numbers of uh it's either 25 and 5 or 25, 5 and 5. I think it was 20 because he had a sneaker out that also coincided with his statistics at rookie year. And, uh, but so the only rookie is the Orlando Magic's number one pick, uh, Paolo Banchero. So he's putting up similar numbers. They definitely do not have the same game. But Banchero, I will admit that I was woefully wrong in my prediction of how he would be as a player. I thought that the Orlando Magic wasted a pick on him. And I just thought that, you know, everything is picking players with upside, um, the most potential. And from what I saw from Banchero at Duke, uh, his physical attributes, I just, I thought he was gonna be a role player. And I just don't think you take the number, you don't waste the number one pick on someone that's a role player you either take it on someone that's a surefire star or someone that has the potential to be a star, an all-star, a Hall of Famer someday with the number one pick. I mean, it's the number one pick. It's supposed to change your franchise for the better, um, not be a 12-8 and eight guy or a 10-8 guy, but which he's not. But that's just what I thought. So for once, more than once, but I'll admit for this one time that I was definitely wrong about Manchero. And I am super happy that the Magic took him with the number one pick over Chet Holgram and Jabari Smith. So Holgram's yet to be determined how he's going to be or how great of a player he will be because um, we won't see his rookie year until next year. 
Uh, last time I checked, Smith isn't really doing anything to write home about. Um, but yeah, and I think next year's number one pick is going to be the guy from France. Uh, I can't really pronounce his last name, and I don't want to look it up right now. But to me, I, I get tired of the – and I just talked about drafting someone with potential. So that's what, for him is a huge drafting for potential, right? Um, he's 7'4 with whatever, 8-foot wingspan. He's putting up crazy numbers in his professional league in Europe that he plays in. I don't know if it's French or the Euro League, but uh, – and, and the highlights, I mean, he's doing it all in the highlights. Like, he's shooting threes, he's handling the ball, he's facilitating a little bit, you know, and they're calling him a unicorn like they always do. But Chet Holgram was a unicorn. Porzingis was a unicorn. Jabari Smith was not that tall, so I don't think they called him a unicorn. Um, but, I mean, this guy, he looks like he moves pretty fluid. Um, I, I thought Porzingis actually looked better um, in the video I saw Porzingis going into the draft. And uh, I thought Porzingis was going to be a sleeper. He had all the potential in the world, this and that. Uh, and he hasn't really done much. He's had a couple okay years. He might be in, been an all-star too. But uh, I think for the guy from France, Victor, uh, I'm going to go ahead and look up his name now because – I have to say it once or twice. I'm going to butcher this, but uh, I don't, you know, he's definitely going to go number one. Um, the NBA draft is not; those players don't get as heavily scrutinized over the draft period like the NFL guys do. Um, all the NFL rookies leading up to the draft, all those quarterbacks and stuff. Like it always starts off with uh, when the combine starts. This guy's going to be number one. And then because of the heavy scrutiny and all the things they go through, Victor Wembanyama, Wembanyama, right? So what I was saying is like the NFL, the, that draft, usually those uh, potential first-round picks and all those guys, that stuff shifts immensely just through the draft process and then how the teams drill down on what they want, what their needs are. So – just because Mel Kuyper says that this person's going to be number one does not always necessarily mean that person's going to be number one um, or even a top five pick. I know there's a lot of quarterbacks. Um, you know, Ryan Card Collector 2 thinks that his guy from Ohio State's going to be number one. I think a lot of people think that. Um, Anthony Richardson from Florida, which I was not surprised to see him go. I wish he would have stayed. I think if he would have stayed and uh, – fine-tuned his game even more that he would have been the number one pick next year, hands down. Um, but I would say that come combine time, if combine time, that uh, if he tests through the roof like everyone thinks he will, if he runs the 4-4 or below 40 and he's throwing the 80-yard 80, 80 dimes and doing all those things, like he'll have a Jamarcus Russell type of combine. And then uh, and he's a far superior athlete. Um, I think that he'll make the argument for being taken number one from the pure potential standpoint. Um, or, like, and I'm just using him because I'm a Florida guy, that they will rip his game apart. They will tear down all the video of him and uh, how he was just mediocre at times. And he'll fall out of the first round. But, you know, we'll see what happens with that as the time comes. As far as... 
fantasy sports goes, uh, my bigger money league, at one point I was uh, one in six, right? I think, yep, one in six, second to last place, believe it or not. I somehow clawed my way to uh, seven and seven and made the playoffs. Um, so, so I was fortunate that someone in the bye week dropped the Niners defense. I picked them up. Someone in the bye week, uh, or when Zeke was hurt, dropped him. I picked him up. And what has won me my fantasy football league over the last three or four weeks, including the championship last week, was I played Zeke, Pollard, and Lamb. Now, I didn't get to play um, – Pollard and then the championship because he was hurt, but I did pick up Acres the week before, so no one else could. So that that's my big strategy in the fantasy playoffs is I try to pick up guys that I don't necessarily need, but I don't want someone else to have them. So like last week, I also picked up the Jags defense, dropped Debo Samuel. I should have played the Jags defense. I didn't, but uh. But I just didn't want anyone else to have the opportunity to. So I went from second to last place, barely making it into the playoffs and then winning the championship. So I don't, I th- you know, I think there's a lot of scientists, analysts, people that know everything and anything about fantasy football, the analytics of it all. But sometimes I think it's just pure dumb luck. And uh, I'll say that I won this year off of pure dumb luck and nothing else. I got lucky. I got lucky that other people made mistakes. I got lucky that my guys produced. I I think I was second in the league for points for, and I was second or third for points against. So I had a tough schedule just because that meant that other people were having great weeks. Um, They're having um, their players are having a great time kicking my team's ass so but all in all it worked out i of course i paid my uh league fee the week of the championship and then uh and i won a little bit of money so it's not bad not bad at all um since i've been here the last month man as far as cards go it was like literally my favorite releases dropped so like bowman chrome dropped right um draft dropped i i didn't get in any breaks i did a bowman chrome break with insta trading cards um i picked the mets and the blue jays i got a couple young guys i really liked um simon Juan, uh which was was not the smart thing to do it was, it was a dual case break though so it was a bad thing but uh with those two releases being so close i probably could have waited for the guys i wanted waited for draft to drop and then picked up the guys I wanted after draft dro- draft dropped and people um, were selling off their other, like a lot of people sell off their Chrome draft prospects, like Chrome prospects to buy Bowman draft. Um, Bowman draft is like what people really, really go for. I mean, you have people that have their preferences, um, but yeah. Um, so I haven't done any research. Normally I would tell you guys who are the, um, shitty prospects. And I say shitty because they're, they're the guys that nobody else is going for. 
that nobody cares about, but that I do my research and I use my formula of who I like. And it's not very scientific, but normally I would share with you guys or you'd see on my story who I'm picking up as far as uh, prospects go. I just haven't had any time to really even do that. You know, I got here, um, had pretty bit bad jet lag. Um, I had one goal of, excuse me, not drinking the water here, like the tap water. And after 20 something odd hours of travel, I get to my apartment and I drink water right out of the tap. So, which the water's not bad here, but for me, kind of wrecked my stomach for like a week and a half. And, and then since I'm, I'm here by myself, I've been starting the two days again. So I've been hitting the gym in the morning. I'll do an hour of cardio. And then in the afternoons, I will do 45 minutes of weightlifting. Um, and then I'll try to do at least 45 minutes of cardio or an hour. Um, there's a pool here. So I, I do, uh, I'm trying to mix back in some swimming, swimming some laps, getting that other kind of cardio in. And then, uh, there's a great spa here with a steam room, sauna, hot tub, ice bath. So I've been doing that, just trying to get right since I had surgery over the summer. Um, it's been going pretty good for the most part, I would say. But yeah, as far as the hobby goes, man, I've had a lot of cards pop at PSA. Um, they had the $15 bulk special a couple of times the last few months. You know, it said uh, 180 days, I think, right? 180 business days, which is six months or longer. Um, one of the orders popped after two months, which I was pleasantly surprised about. I was uh, not okay with. Um, I was not okay with the results. Um, had a Benny Montgomery um, Bowman Best. Uh, let me see what insert it was. It was the future. Um, so it's the vibrance future. It was numbered to 25 Benny Montgomery auto. So, and this is the problem and I'll explain. <clears throat> I made a post about it. It got some decent traction. Um, the problem is I, I look at the cards I send the PSA front and back, right? I look at them front and back. I wipe them down. I use Kurt's cards. Um, I also use a magnifying glass with the light. Um, and then I check front and back. Like I said, I clean them. I prep them. I put them in the card saver, ready to go to PSA. So I don't send them to PSA. My boy drew, um, shout out drew collects. I send them to him. Then drew looks at the front and back. He makes sure they're good to go. There's no issue, you know, just in case there's no issues with shipping. Maybe I overlook something, whatever it may be. Well, when that order popped, he was like, hey, um, you got a two. And I'm like thinking in my mind, like what, what card could have gotten a two? Um, I sent some thicker Bowman cards in. Um, but did I, I think there was a two in there? No. Normally when I... When I send in when I send in cards to PSA, um, I I think they're all a ten. I assume they're all going to be a nine. Never in a million freaking years do I think I'm going to get in a two. So he gets it back. He looks at it. and He's like, I don't really see anything wrong with it. And I'm like, Well, do me a favor, crack it. 
just crack it. At this point, it's a two. It's worthless. Um, really disappointing. But just crack it for me and let me know. So he cracks it, cracks it open. And I kid you not, um, you can go to my Instagram. You'll see the two. And then slide over, right? And you'll see what it looks like when it comes out of the, sl the PSA slab. It's basically got a crease in it. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know if they drop it. It got folded up. You know, and so I made the post and people were uh, commenting, which I appreciate the comments and the feedback. They're saying like it was damaged before I sent it maybe, right? And I overlooked it. I, uh, I'm not the smartest man in the world, right? And, and I'm a human being, so I'm vulnerable to missing things. I did not miss a crease like that. No way in hell. Zero chance I missed a crease like that. And then they said, oh, well, maybe it got damaged during shipping maybe right but then the box would have been damaged and there would have been multiple cards damaged if that was the case especially with a crease like this um, but but then i will say to that that there's no way that happened either because i package it um in bubble wrap and then i put cardboard around it then i put it in a box drew does the same thing when he sends it out and, you know, and I would just think that a company like PSA would say something, right? If they got the card and it was creased, would they say something? I would hope so, unless they thought I was just being funny and sending in a creased cards. If they damaged the card, a lot of people said that as well, that if the card was damaged by them, that they would reach out and, and say so. That did not happen either. Um, you know, I tagged Matt Turner in my post, in my story. I personally didn't hear anything back from him. Um, I think that uh, resolution is getting worked out through them. But, you know, like all the cards, if you look at it from a business standpoint, like all the cards are, they, they hold all the cards, right? Um, they could say that it came that way. They could say that their person never damaged it or didn't damage it. And I would never know. I have like, all I can tell them is that it wasn't damaged when I sent it in from me and Drew sending it to them getting it. Anything could happen. And if they don't have whoever was working on that order doesn't have integrity, um, they never say anything about damaging my card, then who's to say they're to blame and who says they're going to take the blame, right? So we'll see what happens. Um, at the end of the day, even though it was numbered to 25, it's like a $40 card. So not a big deal, just extremely disappointing because that was one that I thought was going to be a 10 and I would actually have been upset if it got a nine, but it is what it is. Um, so the, the hobby, um, I think over the last year, we've been talking about this correction. Uh, there's a correction, how, um, and people have turned the, from the correction to a down market um, to just straight up chicken little. The cloud is falling, panicking, pandemonium over the card prices coming down. So I think the card prices are going where they should be. I think um, I think that the prices were at an all-time high and completely ridiculous before. And so are box prices. And the box prices have come down. Um, and I spoke to somebody about that, but they are still high, right? They're high enough that unless you hit, and I mean like hit a top prospect or, or a top rookie, um, 
and it grades a PSA 10, then you're not getting your money back. It's a, it's a pure gamble at this point with the, with the prices the way they are. Um, my buddy Rob, Fryer Sports Cards, and Brandon, a.k.a. Bronamath, a.k.a. Hollywood, a.k.a. Bronamath, um, they hit a red wave uh, Jackson Holiday with some other color. So that's one circumstance where they have uh, they have the <clears throat> Lucky Horseshoe up their ass, uh, Rabbit's Foot, Rainbow, Whatever you know, whatever you think is lucky, they got it right. But then sometimes it's a pure numbers game, right? It's a volume game. Um, I've said it a million times. I think the way box prices are, um, and the way the re the resale value or the value and even hitting a top prospect that your best bet, if you wanted to take an educated guess, and I would I wouldn't even say it's educated. If you wanted to take a gamble. Um, why spend <clears throat> 600 or 1,000 or 1,200 on one box of cards when you could spend that or less chasing one team or player, a player of a team in a case break um, for the same price? Like, I would rather take my odds on 12 boxes of having a Jackson Holiday colored auto instead of just one box you know what i mean does that make sense i think it makes sense it makes sense to me so i feel like you guys are a lot smarter than i am so it makes sense to you as well um <clears throat> christmas let's see christmas was great i was here um, new year's was great i was also here um but that's okay um hopefully i think some of my family is going to come visit and they're going to come visit for a little while so it'll be good um Oh, one cool thing that, that happened today, and you know, and I think it sparked me to do this episode of me talking to myself, which is really weird. Um, but so far, I've done it for thirty minutes. Is uh, Luca Tiger's Baron podcast? So I had Andrew on season one, which was a while ago. Um, I had Cage on more recently, but they do um, an award, like an end of year award show, right, where you can vote for your uh, favorite podcast, favorite curator, favorite um, grading company, um, favorite hobby shop, favorite vlogger, favorite, you know, all these different categories. And they nominate some people. And then you can always, oh, favorite meme account. Uh, and they nominate folks. And then you can just write in a vote, right? Which, which is awesome because last year I was on their show or maybe two years ago now. I was on their show because they had best LCS and they didn't have Steve from one one card shop on there um, or his best breaker. And then they didn't have Eric from Insta trading cards on there, which I think they're both pretty big accounts in the hobby. So they brought me on to like, uh, it felt, I, I think they brought me on more or less to kind of like debate why they deserve to be on there. Um, Cause they thought I was upset, but I was on with Brandon. I wasn't really upset. I was just saying, you know, like, there's so many uh, accounts out there, whether it's Instagram, Facebook, whatnot, I guess. Um, if you have a list, that's cool, but like let people vote who they want on the list. You know what I mean? So anyways, fast forward. Um, they had best podcast or second bed best podcast because they, they have a podcast, right? So they obviously don't want people voting for the best podcast because 
to them, they are the best podcast. And, and a lot of people would probably agree with that. Um, so anyways, they had to vote for second best podcast. They had a list of names. I was not on there. Was I offended? I was not offended. Um, I've said it before. I do the podcast for me. Um, I appreciate and I am always amazed that people listen. Sometimes I go on Anchor and look at the statistics of where people are and who they are that listen to my podcast. And it's <clears throat> very humbling. Um, I, I just, I'm very grateful. I think it's amazing that people want to listen to me talk to other people about stuff. Because, you know, my, my podcast isn't about uh, the best financial advice, the biggest move to make how to become rich. It's just me talking, having a good conversation with good people. And, uh, and if I did listen to podcasts, that's what I would do. Right. That's what I would want to listen to. Um, I even, so anyways, I wasn't on the list. Um, people wrote in and voted for me and, uh, I got third place, I guess. Right. Cause there was somebody with a gold, um, I think it's Jay Lee, his podcast and then me. So I, Again, very thankful. I think it's a fun thing for the hobby or the specifically the Instagram community. I don't know where their listener base is, whether it's Instagram, like through Instagram and like podcast apps or it's through their YouTube channel. Um, I'll probably start doing some more stuff with the video later on uh, when I get back this summer. But I like the audio. I don't, I don't think I want to watch me or watch people do a podcast. I'd rather just listen to it at the gym or whatnot, but, uh, yeah, it's cool. I appreciate it. Um, from not being on the list to being voted in and then winning a fake prize. I still think it's cool. It's always nice to win. Right. And if you know anything about me, I, I love to win. So I'll take it a hundred percent. Um, Brandon and Debo got best curated collections. Brandon for his Dragon Ball stuff. Debo for his Calvin Johnson stuff. Um, Card Collector 2, I think, got best vlogger. Um, Mojo got second with that one. Um, Lamine, Lamine James, Lamime James got uh, top meme account, of course. Um, <clears throat> surprising for me was uh, SGC was voted favorite grading company over PSA. But I imagine that's because they're cheap and the turnaround's great. Although, <clears throat> excuse me, I would still argue that the PSA pricing is 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 good, especially when they have the fifteen dollar deal, and that their turnaround times have been amazing as well, and that you still cannot beat uh, the multiplier for a PSA slab. So PSA ten is still going to outsell. SGC 10 or uh, BGS 9.5, not a 10 necessarily, but um, I think SGC was smart. They had a great deal with the Bowman release. I think Bowman Chrome and Draft, where I think it was like $9 for like a week or two week turnaround time. So I can see why people would do that, especially with Bowman Chrome, where they could grade something, quick flip it, and then get money for Bowman Draft. But uh, yeah. I think that's it. Like, I don't really have anything else to say. I got like the heavy stuff out of the way. Um, I'm trying to line up some new guests for the show. It's just hard with a 13 hour um, time zone difference <clears throat> to figure out how to make this work. So I know before I would try to release during the week, moving forward, it might be a weekend thing because I could record Saturday mornings or Friday nights for me. Um, we're actually, 
Saturday morning is Friday night, vice versa. And uh, so I'll make it work. I'll get some guests. I'm trying to get Vadim back on, Bagel Master, um, Bill, Jim Make Cards. I'm trying to get him on. I'd like Drew to come back on. Eric from Insta Trading Cards, I would like him to get back on. And really, if you're listening um, and you never thought you'd be on a podcast or want to be on one, or why would anyone want to listen to you, then I want to talk to you. Um, hit me up on Instagram and let's get on a podcast and we'll talk about whatever it is you want to talk about, honestly. Um, but <clears throat> again, uh, this is the new year's new podcast. I'm going to try to get a schedule together, be more consistent over the next six months with the new job, new country. Um, and then I'll be back in the U S but I will do the best I can. And if you want to be on the show, let me know. Uh, Thank you for a great 2022. Um, the podcast continues to grow, um, and I continue to look for guests and people to keep you engaged and entertained the best I can. Um, so I, I appreciate everyone, and I look forward to 2023, and I hope everyone listening had a great 2022, and 2023 will be even better. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Break and Wax podcast. Please, if you enjoyed it, share it. Um, send the link out. Put it on your story. I welcome all feedback and comments. Send me a message. Let me know what you're thinking about, what you want to talk about. And if you want to be a guest on the show, I answer all my DMs. I think it's weird when people don't. That's another story for another day. Again, thank you for listening. I appreciate the support and all the love. Peace. Peace.